You ready to receive the word of the Lord? All right. So we'll open with a, a joke this morning. Uh, it's got a couple of them. This one is, is uh, bulletin bloopers. I love those. I love reading the bulletin bloopers. It says, please place your donation in the envelope along with your deceased person you want remembered. The associate pastor unveiled the church's new stewardship campaign slogan last Sunday. I upped my pledge, up yours. <laughs> Ladies, don't forget the rummage sale. It's a chance to get rid of those things not worth keeping around the house. Bring your husbands. I love those blue. <laughs> Colossians chapter 1 is, is our scripture this morning. We're going to begin with verse 19. Colossians chapter 1 verse 19. Now this is going to be a, a Christmas sermon, uh, but not a Christmas sermon. Uh, just hang in with me and, and, and we'll get there together. Colossians chapter 1 verse 19. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell and by him to reconcile all things to himself, by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. And you, who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through his death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight." Now, it's not officially a Christmas story, but do you hear the Christmas story in that scripture? We'll get there together. Charles Dickens, how many have seen A Christmas Carol? Love Christmas Carol. Love it with, um, ah, there, what, you, Bill Murray, that's his name. Scrooge. Um, he's, uh, Ebenezer is visited by three ghosts. Christmas past, Christmas present, and Christmas future. We're going to look at our Christmas past, present, and future this morning uh, through the Bible. Christmas holds for each of us a past that must be faced, a present that must be lived, and a future that must be longed for. Christmas holds the mystery of God given us, uh, the present that he's given us wrapped in swaddling clothes. God's gift was not one that can be purchased, but the gift would end up purchasing you and I. From the manger to the cross, we hear the whispered name of God with us, Emmanuel. Man in his best efforts come to the manger empty-handed, only to receive the blessedness of God's peace and goodwill that offers him. Forgiveness of the Christmas past help in Christmas present, and hope for Christmas future. Let's begin with Christmas past, where you once were. Reading from Christmas Carol, it says, Are you the spirit, sir, whose coming was foretold to me? Asked Scrooge. I am. The voice was soft and gentle, singularly low, as if instead of being so close beside him, it were at a distance. Who and what are you? Scrooge demanded. 
I am the ghost of Christmas past, long past, asked Scrooge. Observant of its dwarf statue, he replies, no, your past. The words, no, your past, should cause us this morning to look at our past and admit of it how bad one is, full of sin and shame. No one likes to look at our past. We don't like to admit our sinful behavior because we really don't believe that we're all that bad. I've talked about it before. We like to point fingers. Now, I may have done this, but at least I didn't do that. And then this person saying, well, I may have done this, but I'm not as bad as so-and-so, and it goes on and on and on. And we always can find someone worse, worse than us. But the bottom line is we're all sinful past. We have a sinful past. Every one of us needs to look at our past. None of us are ready for the present or the future until we deal with our pasts. You and I can't walk in the fullness of God until we've deal, dealt with our past. For the sinner, the past can haunt us. For the Christian, it can be forgiven, never to be bothered again. Is there anything in your past that you're holding on to that needs to be forgiven or dealt with? In our text this morning, it underscores our Christmas past as one of alienation. Verse 21 says, And you, who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by your wicked works. As Christians, we can be thankful that our sins of the past have been forgiven. Because with sin... God and sin can't dwell in the same place. So with our sinful nature, we can't dwell. We're alienated from God. So we have to have that forgiveness. True happiness only comes as our sins of the past have been forgiven. If you aren't a Christian, your past is keeping you from God and God from you. You're alienated from God and only forgiveness of your past can bring you near God. Now, Christmas present. This is where you are now. Reading from A Christmas Carol, he says, Come in, exclaimed the ghost. Come in and know me better, man. Scrooge entered timidly and hung his head before his spirit. He was not the dog Scrooge that he had once been. And though the spirit's eyes were clear and kind, he did not like to meet them. I am the ghost of Christmas present, said the spirit. Look upon me. God, God does not intend to leave you wrestling with the spirit of Christmas past. For there in the midst of the darkness, our sin-stained life is the light of the cross. That's our promise. That's our, that's our forgiveness. That's our hope. And the closer we move towards it, we begin to hear the call of Christmas present that says here, if we look at verse 22, it says, look to me and be saved. Isaiah 45, 22. There we go. Look to me and be saved all you ends of the earth for I am God and there is no other. He is the one and only there's other, I was watching this, uh, old um, video. I don't, I'd never seen it before, but it was like in the 70s or something like that. And it's another religion 
and they're saying, oh, we believe in the Bible, but we believe in this book as well. This is, this is the, the new, and, and they say, can you get to heaven with just knowing Jesus Christ? And they said, well, you can, di-. when you say, well, you're in trouble. When you say, but, or yes, but, or anything like that, he is the one and only way for us to get to heaven. He is the only way that we can get past our past and move to the present and the future. That's the only way that we can have forgiveness. There is no other. There's no, I don't care what religion you pull from, that doesn't matter. You can pray to them all you want, but come judgment day, you're going to be in trouble because he is the one and only. The only way that you can truly have happiness during Christmas present is to look upon him, to go to him. The Apostle Paul affirms this, our Christmas present in uh, Colossians 1, 21 and 22. Uh, the second part there says, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death. Now, reconcile means to reestablish a close relationship between or to settle or resolve. Man, I love that. He's reconciled us. He has reestablished a close relationship because what happened? Sin has separated us from God. And by Jesus Christ coming down, he reestablished that relationship because there was no way to get to it except through Jesus Christ. We can't do it on our own. So Jesus came down to reconcile, reestablish that close relationship, to settle or resolve, settle our past and resolve it. Pay the debt. You know, you resolve your, your debt or into a store, a bill, you resolve that. You settle it is what we used to call it. Young kids don't do that. We, old, we, all the, anyone my age or older, we understand that. You settle your debts. That's what he did. He settled it or resolved it. Why do we need to be reconciled? The sin. Sin is that barrier between us. Between us having that fellowship. And I love that close relationship with God. But God desires our fellowship. Jesus, God's only son, born in the likeness of man as a baby, grew to be a man, God in the flesh, to die on a cross, shedding his blood for our sins. At his sacrificial death, our sins were atoned and forgiven. Man, through the blood of Jesus Christ, the son of God, was justified of his sins and reconciled. Can I get an amen? Aren't you so thankful? Because of him, we can be close to God. We can have that relationship. And there can be a future that we're going to talk about here in a minute. Without that, we're stuck in the past or the present. We're stuck. There is no hope. But because of him, we can reconcile. He came to do that for us. Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. I'll stop right there. He knew how bad you were going to be. He knew all your flaws. How many have flaws? 
How many have issues? How many have past? How many have sin? Look around, guys. Every hand is raised. And you know what? He died while you were still a sinner. He knew you were going to mess up. And he still chose to die for you. Whew. I love that. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Whew. Aren't you thankful for that? We don't have to go through the wrath. We don't have to go through that because he has justified us. He has paid the price for us. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Guys, that's the Christmas story. That's why he came. That's why we celebrate. That's why we rejoice. Because without Christmas, without Jesus Christ coming down, there is no reconciliation. There is no forgiveness. There is no future. There is no hope. We've all had a moment where we sit there and we go, there's no hope. Many of us have a past that we go, I'm unlovable. That's the number one lie of Satan. Number one, especially you women. Low self-esteem. I don't care what you see in the mirror. I don't care what Satan says to you or tells you or what the world tells to you Jesus Christ came and died for you so you got to be special right I'm a king's kid I'm a new creation can't touch this what are you talking about I mean come on it's a lie of Satan we're special he chose you before you were born he died for you you got to be something God's demonstration of love began in a manger and went all the way through the cross. The demonstrated love of God through our Savior, Jesus Christ. For those who confess and believe in Jesus, the alienation is removed and the relationship is restored. 2 Corinthians 6, 2. For he says... In an acceptable time, I have heard you. And in the day of salvation, I have helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. If you don't know him, today's the day. Today is the day. It doesn't matter about Christmas past because Christmas present is here and here we have forgiveness we have jesus christ we have the opportunity he says i have heard you every one of you i'm going to look at every single one of you he says i have heard you and today is the day for salvation i know you i know your past i know all your flaws and i heard it and I'm still here to reconcile for you. Since chills, today is Christmas present. 
the day that God extends to us, no matter man, woman, boy, or girl, doesn't matter how old, how young, how bad, how good, we all think we're good. Ask any mom how good their son was. <laughs> Randy's like, oh yeah. Right? It doesn't matter how it is. God gave us this great gift of salvation through Jesus Christ, his son. And when we believe and confess, we're reconciled. Second Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Christmas pass goes away. Behold, all things have become mediocre. Okay. We're new creations. That means we go all of it's gone and we're filled up with all new. We're a new creation. So all these thoughts of all the bad, well, you don't know. It doesn't matter. Well, you don't know. God doesn't know it. He says that once it's done, once it's forgiven, it doesn't exist anymore. Aren't you glad for that? And the only one that remembers it is Satan. So let me tell you, anytime you hear about your past after you're forgiven, it's not God giving you guilt. It's not God anything. It is a lie of Satan. Because he wants you to be miserable and remembering Christmas past. But God says, what are you talking about? He says, this is as far as the east is from the west. And by the way, you know, no matter where you go, there's always an east and always a west. You know why he didn't say north and south? Because when you get to north, you can't go north anymore. You eventually end up going south. But east and west is continuous. There is no end to it. There is no end to God's forgiveness. I love that. Thank you, Jesus. Where was I? Verse 18. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. You hear that a lot in all these scriptures? I think he means that he can forgive us, right? That is that God was in Christ reconciling to the world, to himself, not in, in putting their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Okay, Christmas past is gone. We're at Christmas present. We're moving to Christmas future. This is where you will be. Reading from a Christmas girl. I am in the presence of the ghost of Christmas yet to come. Lead on, said Scrooge. Lead on. The night is waning fast, and it is precious time to me. I know. Lead on, spirit. Precious time. We're running out of. There's a Christmas future waiting for each and every one of us, sinners and Christians alike. For the Christian, Paul assures us that what God has begun in each of us, he's going to finish. Philippians 1.6, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. So, you look at that, he says, hey, he's still working on me, right? Still working on me. And B, he's not 
away from you. When you're going through it, he's still with you. I said it last week. I love the song. She has it as our, as our alarm clock that if it's not good, then he's not finished. How many of y'all went and listened to that that I recommended? One. Go listen to it. Torn Wells. Huh? Joy in the morning. Because he's not finished with me yet. He's still working on me, and he's not going to give up on me. That's what I hear in that scripture. He's not done. He's not going to be completed until the rapture. And he's not going to leave me nor forsake me until that moment. He's with us. Christmas future speaks to the time when we who are his will be with him. Paul refers to this time in verse 22, our, our morning scripture here, to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. See, we started at Christmas past. We were sinners. Nothing we... Yeah. We get to the present and we're uh, reestablished that relationship. But Christmas future, we're presented to God, our Father, holy, blameless, and above reproach in his sight. Glory, hallelujah. He takes it all away. And there comes a day for uh, the Christians, the ones that have gone and have accepted him and asked for forgiveness and reestablished that close relationship. There's hope in the morning. Doesn't matter what's going on here on earth. Doesn't matter how flawed we are because eventually we're going to be presented holy. I love that. Holy, blameless, and above reproach. That's the way God sees me. I love that. It don't matter what people say about me. It doesn't matter how they see me. I'm flawed. Okay. And God still loves me and he sees me as holy, blameless, and above reproach. Who cares what anyone else says? <laughs> for the Christian, Christmas future looks bright. However, for the sinner, Christmas future is gloomy. The future for Scrooge, if he had not changed, was death. A terrible death. With no friends, nobody to mourn or care. What about your future? What's your future look like? Here's the words for those who are not Christians. Matthew 7.23 And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Those are not words that you're going to want to hear. They can say, oh, I'm going to be a partying in hell. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be that. That's a lie. You think the earth is hell. You think their life here is hell. You do not want to hear those words. Depart from me. I never knew you. Today, you can know him. As the forgiver of your Christmas past, as the reconciler of Christmas present, and the hope for your Christmas future. Let's bow your heads. If you're watching this morning, listening, or you're here, it doesn't matter. 
And it also doesn't matter what your past is. Because Jesus died knowing all that past, knowing our sin. He still loved you enough, still loved each and every one of us enough to die for us, to reestablish a relationship with you that sin is broken. Now all we have to do is accept that gift. Confess that we're a sinner and ask him to forgive us of all those sins. And then our future is bright. That gives us the hope. When everything's going wrong, when everyone tells us lies, when Satan is filling us up, it doesn't matter. We have hope for our future. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you that you died on the cross for our sins. You loved us. You chose us knowing our past. You still loved us. Lord, I thank you for that. We come to you as sinners confessing our sins, confessing our past, presenting them to you. Lord, take them away. Forgive us of all of our sins. And now, Lord, fill us up. Reestablish us. Lord, we want a relationship with you. We thank you for that. And Lord, we thank you for the hope that you give to us. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.